Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Achtung Millwall supports the Lions Food Hub and all of our advertising revenues will be donated to support this fantastic initiative. It's now based at the Lions Centre on Bolina Road and it's run by our own Kelly Webster. This is a friendly food bank supporting families in the Bermondsey and SE16 area. If you can help support Lions Food Hub in any way, please visit at Lions Food Hub on Twitter or get in touch with us at Achtung Millwall. The Lions Food Hub. Come on, you Lions. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Except no sandwiches. Hello dear listeners, welcome to an unusual show, it's an Achtung Extra, it's actually an addendum to um, our show yesterday, 415, recorded in the aftermath of that shocker of a game at home to Luton Town on Saturday. Um, Such has been the the level of comment, the level of interest online, first time callers to the voicemail, Um, that defeat which, you know, we're, we're, at Millwall, we're no strangers to, to losing a game, are we? That we, we had um, more content than I could probably realistically cram into one show. So I've done this um, Achtung Extra. So we're going to switch over now to a first-time guest on the show, Matt, who contacted me via Twitter. Um, big thank you to Matt for doing this. Let's have a quick listen to the interview that I did immediately after the Chaps yesterday. Achtung, Milbal. Huge welcome, dear listeners, to Achtung Extra. Um, such is the level of interest on, on the podcast this week following that. Um, I don't even want to call it a performance yesterday, listeners, but such is the level of interest. We've had a lot of first-time callers, including now a big welcome to Matt. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks for coming on, mate. Morning, Nick. Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one yesterday. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't actually think in the first half it was that bad i don't know i don't know what you made of it but okay i thought i thought that before before their goal i felt that we were at least trying to play the right way uh, yeah i'd couple, agree with that couple of, yeah. couple of couple of half chances but um it just it was just so flat wasn't it? it there was no real drive after after that first goal and I mean, it was it was shit defending. Don't get me wrong, but it's um it's it's pretty fortunate how it comes about. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, um, I'm just looking at Twitter as you and I are speaking there, Matt, and and there's a, mm. an absolute torrent of um, comment. It's very hard to find anyone 
um, what you might call a friendly voice for for Gary Rowe at the moment. But we'll come back yeah. to that because obviously that's that's going to be the um, the sixty four thousand dollar question um, from yesterday and the week ahead. Um, but I'm just looking at a tweet here, and I, th- I think it's really interesting point. A guy called VJ Vince Lee. Um, he's replying to a guy called Dave. He said, I'm not a dreamer, and I know that we're a small club, but I want to enjoy watching Millwall. When I was, when was the last time you came out of a Millwall game buzzing about the performance? Um, the games we've won this season have been a hard watch, even when scoring last-minute goals. And it's a really interesting point. I think I said something similar myself on on, on um, previous shows, and it's, it's a point that's repeated across the board and I was interested to hear what, what you think because it's been it seems a long time Matt since I went to Millwall and came out of there psyched you know like like we all know the situations yeah. we all know the games um, and that seems to have died a death and the, I don't know that the players are believing in Gary Rowett anymore because there doesn't seem to be any drive doesn't seem to be any buzz or electricity about the place it's, it's, it's just a struggle isn't it now going, going to games um, I can't I say I, I can't really put my finger on it because you know there's we've got the players there, but it, obviously it comes down to um, for me it comes down to the centre of midfield anyway. I think if yeah. you're playing you're playing George Evans. Don't get me wrong, he's not a not an awful player by any stretch, but he's just what, is, what does he do? He's, he's just a, he's just like a mannequin that you know you might throw a ball twenty <laughs> yards every now and again, but. He, he, he doesn't. He doesn't offer that much, does he? I mean, he's no. He's no Timmy Cahill. That's that's that that, that, that that's no. much. I mean, I, I don't want to. I mean, you, you're right. I mean, I, I've said similar things speaking to the chaps earlier on in in the show, um, because George Evans, in a way, um, and I don't mean to pick on him particularly. So I don't dislike him. I think he's probably a nice guy, and I'm sure as a as a squad member, as a bloke, as part of the group, he's probably spot on. I've no reason to think otherwise. But he's just a very, very average midfielder, and he doesn't doesn't let you down, but he doesn't inspire you much, Matt, does he? He doesn't turn it on. He's not going to. Ch- he's not a game no. changer. No. Well, this is the thing, and we've spent what three three quarters of a million on him in January. We've spent sort of roughly that on Savile, um, and if you you, yeah. you put that money together, because Savile's Savile sort of flattered to deceive, hasn't he? Really, since he's come back, I know it's still sort of early doors and. He might have had a few knocks, but um, other than uh, other than maybe the other day against uh, Barnsley, I feel he's been pretty pretty poor. But um, yeah, we, we desperately we desperately needed to address that uh, creative option in midfield, and it's that is going to be uh, Gary Rowett's Achilles heel, I believe. Just it, it's just it's just so oh, I, I can't. <laughs> it, it's difficult because, as I said, I feel I feel like yes, yesterday's performance. I don't think it came down to tactics necessarily. I mean, in the second half it did, but yeah, in, in terms yeah. of the first half, it's just stupid, silly errors that you can't you can't blame the manager for a silly ricochet. But then, but then in the second half, when you're looking at it, and he's he's putting Ballard at right back. Um, well, that, that, that's that's Holloway style it? panic, isn't it? That's yeah. That, that's that that is worrying. I mean, the second half, it, the, the wheels came off. I mean, you, you, your first point is interesting because at times in the first half yesterday, I felt that we were we were on the brink of playing quite well, but not quite clicking, yeah. not quite getting there. There was there was a move, and I've mentioned it a couple of times, so forgive me, listeners. But um, Shayojo mm-hmm. came down the left in front of me where I sit. And 
beautiful run, beautiful cross into the box, but no Matt Smith to bang it home because that's what was needed. There's yeah. there's Benikafobe, who is not um is a good I think he's a decent player. He's clearly very skillful. You watch his footwork, right? You know, he, I think, he knows I, think he's, I think he's a I think he's a very good player, Benikafobe, but I what particularly yesterday and I saw it a bit against Bristol City as well the other week. He drops deep a lot to link the play. Yeah. Is he not going searching for the ball that he's not getting? He's not getting the right ball. He's going yeah, searching for it. He's yeah. We're we're lacking we're lacking that focal point. Yeah. When he's when when a Fobe plays, um, and I, I think you need to play him based on his work rate and um, his ability to finish. If you compare him to sort of a smaller centre forward like Bradshaw, uh, for me for me he's streets ahead of someone like that. But you need to play at least one of those. I think. Uh, if not with uh, with a big target man, and um, when he's dropping deep, it's just it's it's difficult because we've got you've got a winger in Jed who looks to instigate everything. And uh, whilst whilst I've been sort of impressed with Ojo, I thought yesterday I think he lacked a bit of desire to beat his man. He's a lot of going I, I, backwards. I, yeah, I, I wonder whether the team. Um, I mean, both Ojo and, and Jed were popping up in unexpected places, which um, I imagine though that's that's Gary Rower has been apparently working on on the attacking options for the for the side during the international break. Um, yeah. And I'm not going to make any obvious jokes because we we were very poor going forwards yesterday. But I, I'm wondering whether Shea Ojo looks to me to be a really good but conventional winger, a left left sided winger. Because I thought you know when he's kept in that role, he looks effective. But um, both he and both Jed are, are good players by Millwall standards, but they're, they're not top draw players. I mean, to, to give a player a free run, a free roll, is a big responsibility. And you're asking a lot out of championship level players. You know, m- maybe if we were Manchester City or now Newcastle, we can mm. sign the very, very best, the very, very top table. You can give a player that free run. I mean, do, do I, I felt that we lacked focus because players are playing out of being given a, a free run and they don't mm. quite know what to do with that freedom. I think I think you're spot on to be honest. Um, if if you think about us as a team, I mean, you've been gone you've been going to the den a lot longer than I have. But hundreds of years, had... mate. Hundreds of years. <laughs> God rest your soul. If it, if it was like, <laughs> um, yeah. So I've, I mean, I've I've been going since the uh, I think my my first game was under Dennis Wise. Yeah. Uh, so not not long in comparison, but we've never we've never had that prima donna. We've never had that main man, have we? There's always it's always been every successful Millwall team I've seen have always collaboratively been excellent. We've never yeah. had one player that carries us through, and it's you know if it if that sort of model isn't broken, I wouldn't try and fix it. And yeah, as as good as as good as Jed can be on his day, he, he is a conventional winger. He, he beats his man. He links with a fullback. He's not a he's not a Jack Grealish, is he? He's not a no. He's no. not popping up all he's over not, the place. He's not hundreds of millions game. of pounds of a talent. No, he's a good player. He's a, he's, no. he's an excellent no. player for Millwall. But um, yeah. you know he, he has his limits. And Shea Ojo, I think, is good. Um, he's probably not brilliant. Obviously, he'd be at Liverpool, wouldn't he? He'd be starting in their their well, first eleven. Yeah. Um, and and well, he's been around Fabian. years as well. Yeah. yeah, he's been on loan a lot, and there's 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 clearly a reason why he's not. Um, you know, the Premier League side. If you're not if you're not playing regularly, you're not at their level, and you'd probably find yourself at places like Cardiff and Millwall and wherever 
else he's been. I, I like him because he's very good by our standards. Um, I like Benick, but I think you've got to play the right kind of um, ball to him because we're using Benick, Matt, as if he's Matt Smith, a kind of a, a, a bludgeon, you know. Yeah, um, when Smith came on yesterday, I did actually quite find it quite funny uh, watching him sprint 10, 15 yards. He, he looks like, <laughs> a, like a wearing old dog. He's, um, I, I think in, I, I sometimes <laughs> think I could take him on <laughs> in the sprint, yeah. and that is saying something. Believe me, with my big ticker, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the post-match comments, the pre-match comments from Jed Wallace. There was an article. I don't know if you saw it, but he was talking to London News Online, and he was saying how much he admired mm. uh, Nathan Jones. I thought, well, that's that's weird because that's not what you want. You know, it's kind of the squad breaking ranks a little bit. I know that in football, you. Yeah. You know, you, you don't, it's not the done thing to slag somebody off. So you're going to say nice things about them. But I thought that was kind of odd. And the post match comments by Gary Rowan, I don't know if you saw it on the club site, Matt, but he was kind of questioning desire, which I think is the point that you're, you, you're, you've made at the start of our conversation that lack of drive. And, um, you know, you mentioned Dennis Wise. There's a man never wanted for desire for anything, no matter what his level of, of play. Um, he wanted it. Mm, and it. That, that, that's not visible in that team, is it? Well, it, it, in relation to the um, your first point about the Nathan Jones comments, if, if I'm honest, I wouldn't read too much into that. Just just mm. from from seeing Jed in the press, I've lost. He just comes across as a very frank and honest man. I, and, he is, and, yeah, yeah. And so you can't. He, I don't think. I don't think he would be doing that to have a dig, uh, especially at a manager that's got the best out of him. If if you mm. you could be about as row it out as is humanly possible, but I don't think you can knock him for changing the formation to suit. Jed, which is which has ultimately brought the best out of him. Yeah, uh, I don't I, I don't agree with it now, but um, but of, of, that was something that had to had to change in terms of um, like the away form under Harris was fucking shocking, wasn't it? And he's and he, yeah, he turned it around fo- almost immediately. Well, this is this is it. I mean, the, the football under Neil Harris reached the limit, and I think you know we we have to be um, honest because we were. Under Neil Harris, we felt like a, a League One side that, you know, if it, if it was a cup tie, then we were in with anyone. But um, the, the, it reaches its limits in league football, I think. And, and then Neil Harris reached that point. What was really interesting about the early stages of Gary Rowett, and I'm interested to know what you think, but the, the first incarnation of Gary Rowett pre-COVID um, was quite an interesting manager. He, he took Neil's squad and he made one or two little moves and tweaks and, and whatever way you want to pull it. And produced a, a side that was actually, who knows where we would have finished, but for COVID. But you know, we were certainly mm. brinks of top six. I, I, I think, I think we were we were pretty set then. I, I think I, at that point after the Forest game, I felt it was ours really. That play. I mean, nothing, nothing's come close to that since. No, we, we, there's been no. Um, COVID is COVID, and every club in the country, yeah. that you know, from the highest to the lowest, has had to deal with it. Um, so I don't, I don't really think that can be an excuse. It certainly took away our, our main weapon, which is the the force of the then crowd. But the football that we're playing now is not going to bring in the crowd, Matt. It's going to, in fact, it's no. going to incite it, as we heard. You would have heard the same you, there yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to, it's going to turn it into. Um, it's a weapon for the opposition, not for not for the home side, and that's a problem. Yeah, um, this is this is the thing is that you mentioned how Rowett tweaked a few things when he first mm-hmm. came in, and where's where's that sort of improvisation now? It's it's still the still the five at the back. It's 
you know, as much as I, because I, I, I quite enjoy Rowett's interviews generally because I think again he's pretty honest and he doesn't he doesn't maybe we could stick him on Lions Lions TV maybe media channels to get him yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we, that's that's true accountability <laughs> he could do the post match fan videos <laughs> at the gates you know yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! I mean, are we? I mean, um, to get to the to get to the nub of it, Matt. I mean, the calls were quite um, audible yesterday. Um, also, which I was hearing, you probably heard it. Every listener that was there yesterday yeah. will have heard it. Um, I mean, are we? Are you? Are we? Are you a, a row out man yet, or is it? Is it coming? Is it? Uh, where are we for you at the moment? Um, I'm not right out yet, but I can see why it's turning, and it, and yeah. it's. It's credible. I feel like in COVID, I felt he got a really tough um, critique from the fans. I don't know if that's because people couldn't attend or they were scrutinising games because they were watching them online. Yeah. Uh, but I felt I felt he got a rough ride. And when when we started to get players back fit, um, we we looked all right. But but now I'm sort of getting to the point where if this doesn't if these sort of levels of performances don't pick up with because again uh, when he, when he first came in I felt like we we played don't get me wrong we were defensive but we countered really well and we when we when we did attack we attacked mm. with intent and now it just seems to be the same front three attacking whereas very we predictable them, yeah I agree yeah like when like, do you remember do you remember when Cooper would just go on them like marauding runs like 50 yards up the pitch I remember he did it away at Derby a couple of yeah, years yeah. ago and I you, think Charlie got forward as well, didn't he? Um, you know, got well, create yeah, a goal. Well, it's probably for the fucking best. He don't know because he looks like he, he looks like his legs are taped together <laughs> the way he plays. But um, there's, there's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's I interesting. There's, I mean, the, the loss of Jake Cooper is is a big one because he, you know, at one point he was being spoken of in in the transfer terms in in the millions of pounds. And who knows what value he might have attracted at his yeah. best? Some were saying ten million. I don't know. You, you know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, that, that is a shadow of, of that player. Um, the reasons why I don't know. Shoulder seems to be a, a thing for him. Um, he doesn't um, doesn't look half the player that he once was. I think Ballard found yesterday a, a team that was prepared to mix it with him, and he didn't seem to like that side of it. Um, no. I, th- I think I think um, I think he's a good defender, but maybe there's a limit on his development in that. If he can't go toe to toe with somebody, then maybe there's a problem there. Um, and that leaves Sean Hutchinson looking a bit sad and lonely, like the little lamb in the field, you know. Um, he, he for, certainly for the first goal yesterday as well. First goal was I down thought, to, yeah. to him, wasn't it? Errors. Yeah, because defensively, it's, it's sort of what we've always pride ourselves on under Harris and Rowett. Um, but as, as you quite rightly said, Cooper's a shadow of the player he was. Um, you, you can't knock his attitude really, because even when he dislocated his shoulder, he tried popping it back in, didn't he? Last mm. season, yeah, clearly, yeah. he clearly wants to play every minute possible. Oh, he's a brave, um, he's a brave boy. I don't think anyone should query yeah. his his um, his spirit in that sense. But it, it's the, but that doesn't the end it doesn't it doesn't yeah. Well, this is it. It doesn't make him immune from criticism when he needs it. And quite frankly, it's it's other than um, Sean Hutchinson's been immense pretty much for since he's been with the club really. But in terms of um, yesterday, thought I thought he was a bit of a bomb scare. I don't think I could handle the, the fella um, at bio up top. No, no. Um, I'd say at this point, I'd, I'd 
to be honest, I'd, I'd sort of be interested to see whether they'd consider a recall for Alex Mitchell uh, um, in January because I, I saw him play for Bromley at the back end of last season. Uh, yeah. Just when fans were allowed to come back, I thought he's absolutely outstanding. He's been getting rave he's... reviews at Orient as well. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you read nothing. and the same with Isaac Alofi, um, who scored, I think, yesterday for something. Um, yeah. I know that's League, league Two, and you know, I, I mm-hmm. know that don't translate. And the same you could say for Alex uh, Mitchell, but yeah. they both seem to be players that want it and are hungry. And I think that's the bit that was missing yesterday, Matt. You know, I didn't see an awful lot of hunger on that pitch yesterday. Just yeah, just a, just a bit of drive, wasn't it? Drive was missing. Um, and what what you what you can't take away from Luton is that they had it in abundance. They yeah. they look like a like an old Millwall side at home, full of character, willing to yeah. attack. On on paper, it should have been a, a pretty even game, really. Um, yeah, if you, far from even. Uh, I, I would have said it would be two two teams cancelling each other out, but it was it was poor. I, I, I have seen a few comments saying it was the worst performance they've ever seen at the den and, and at the den and things like that. I, I don't I, I don't agree with that. No, that's that's that's, that's 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 overreaction for me too. I mean, it was a poor, very poor performance. It may well be. I mean, yeah. I think the lack of desire and the desire in Luton and the lack of in the Millwall team at home at the den is possibly the most damning thing that I can I can think of um to say because that's that's one thing mm. we should never be short of. Skill and quality, Matt, yes, you know, we, we are Millwall. We know we know we're not gonna be um fielding of the Galactico uh, side, but you can't go short on desire. And that was that was not evident yesterday, mate. Big week ahead. Away at Sheffield on on uh, Tuesday night, and then Stoke at home. They, these feel like big games suddenly, don't they? For Gary Rowett, I mean, you know. <laughs> they do, and I, I I can't see us getting anything Tuesday. As much as I would like us to go and do you're, the business, you're killing you're killing my hope, Matt. <laughs> I was hoping for a, a Rowett <laughs> defensive special, and maybe a nil nil up there or something like that. <laughs> one all. Well, uh, but but this is but this is the thing. Even a nil nil would be a good result away up there. But you still get millions of comments on Facebook or wherever, say, saying about how he's played for a draw. It's boring football. But at, at the end of the day, you've got to make your place, haven't you? But there's some um, there's some games that suit it. I mean, and I would say Sheffield went, yeah. uh, Sheffield United, sorry, away on a Tuesday night. Um, the proverbial difficult place to go. Yeah. Um, that that suits Rowett football because you do yes you do want a five man defence you do want your two midfielders to sit back and not not give any chances and blah 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 you know we, we we've seen that style um, I think it's I think it's at the den that is the issue because we don't seem to, or he doesn't it strikes me have a plan as to how you might take the game to a team like Luton who we should be beating in my opinion with a with the first choice eleven that we had available yesterday that should have been a game that we would look to win. And Gary Rowett's tactics don't seem to know how to to take that Luton team apart. For example, that's just one example of it. No, I agree. I think uh, I think that comes down to energy in the team. I yeah. feel I feel we. Do played, the players not believe in him? Played, I wonder, Matt. Are they are they lost faith in him? Well, who knows? I, I guess that will sort of become more clear in the future. But this we yeah. we were saying, or or fans in particular were saying this this time last year. When we went on that terrible run, didn't we, at Christmas time? Yeah, it was like Novemberish, <laughs> um, and and there was a lot of oh, he said this about the manager, etc. But um, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't enjoy playing in that team. 
if if no. I was if I was a player, especially if I had any sort of ability, which most of our squad don't have, but <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's just I, I don't know. I, I think he's got to he's got to prove a point. I think irrespective of the result Tuesday, whether it's a three 0 win or three 0 loss, I think you've just got to beat Stoke, which is no mean feat because they're 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 a decent side. They're a difficult team. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say it's not many difficult. Um, it's not many easy games in this league, but. Um, I've just, to be fair, I've just lost my train of thought there. <laughs> I, I, I thought Luton might be an easy one, but anyway, there we are. Huge thank you to Matt for joining me on a Sunday morning. Really appreciate it, Matt. Hope you enjoyed coming yeah. on the show. We'll probably put this out as, a, as an Achtung extra, so I might do it as a standalone 20 minute yeah, job. Yeah. So, nice big thank you to Matt, and I hope to see you again in the future, mate. That was good stuff. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your weekend, Nick. Cheers, mate. Achtung, Milbein. So there we go. Big thank you to Matt for contacting us. Um, as I've said a few times, it's it, yesterday felt like a bit of a tipping point. I don't know whether that's been overdramatic. One or two comments online have kind of pulled me up for um, being overdramatic. Um, you know, been told I should know better. But I think it's it was a performance that, um, I don't know, it seems to have sent ripples around the fan base generally mediocre performances so far in general uh, the football's mediocre the results have been mediocre Saturday's ambience at the den atmosphere whatever you want to call it with a fairly decent looking sized crowd developed into the toxic very quickly you don't get to that kind of level of atmosphere without there being some build-up to to generate it as I repeat myself we've all seen defeats in our time, and you have to get used to it if you're going to follow me a wall. But the 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 um, the, the, the the levels of uh, abuse, which you would have heard in that show that we put out yesterday, Sunday, I'm talking about four one five. That doesn't come for no reason. Um, I think that Gary Rowett has been in charge now for a, a decent period of time, one hundred games, um, slightly artificially. Um, longer perhaps because of the break in 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 in, uh, in the season near the COVID break, but he's been given plenty of opportunity and um, support from the from the Den crowd. In my humble opinion, because we've all seen the low masses, we've all seen the the uh, the finish of Holloway and and others. Uh, I mean, even Neil Harris, hero of the club, um, started taking abuse towards the end of his, his time. Um, you don't get there without there being some good lead in. And we've got to remember the, the fundamental question. The, why do you go and watch Millwall? Um, a, loyalty, because, you know, I, I, I speak personally. I can't think of what else I would do with myself on a Saturday afternoon. I probably wouldn't take much interest in football generally if I'm not going to watch Millwall. Um, but secondly, because there is historically a sense that we are the underdog overperforming at probably too high a level for 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 you know for the for the resources of the club, um, and that you give it a go. Um, I think what he's trying to do, Gary Rowett, is to take us to a higher level, um, and he's doing that by surrendering some fairly basic reasons as to why we follow Mill, and that's that's often for the the, the buccaneering style. Um, now, whether he can marry um, a forward looking style at home particularly with a desire for sound defense which I don't knock him for I don't knock the, the, you don't concede a goal you won't lose the match 
but that has to be allied with more Vim going forwards. Now, whether he can do that tactically, whether he can do that tactically, or crucially, can somebody else do it, is the, the $64,000 question. Um, after Saturday, I'm not sure the players believe that he is capable of producing that kind of football. It certainly didn't look like it on the, at the end of um, full-time on Saturday. So we have a big week in front of us. Crucial games at Sheffield United tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and then next Saturday at home to Stoke. Um, two wins might change it. It can be provide temporary relief. Two losses, and I, I don't know. I, I said on in the Sunday show, the recording with the boys, that I didn't think he might last a week because of the toxicity of the atmosphere on Saturday and its potential if things go badly for us, which I don't want. You don't want it, listeners. I don't want it either. But I don't think we'll want to go for another afternoon next Saturday, the 23rd, as we did Saturday, the 16th, has just gone. Big week ahead. Anyway, that's the end of this extra show. Um, thank you to Matt for coming on the show today. Incidentally, if you want to um, get in touch with me via Twitter, or if you've got my mobile, give us a shout, and you ever want to contribute, come on the show, send me a voicemail, whatever you want to do, really. Um, you can always leave a message on the answer phone, 0208 0232. I don't answer that, it's just literally a voicemail. Um, if you want to come on the show and talk, you'd be more than welcome. Um, the only thing that we cut is when <laughs> anyone libels um, somebody and exposes us to legal action, potentially. Um, so if you do want to come on at any point, uh, you'd be more than welcome, listeners. So just get in touch with us via Twitter, email, whatever you want, where you want to do it. It's not a problem. And you'd be more than welcome. So big thank you to, to Matt. Thank you to you two, dear listeners, for tuning into this extra show. And we'll see how the week goes that's ahead of us. Until then, until uh, until after the Sheffield United game, it's a Riva Dirty Millwall from me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Aston Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. A Riva Dirty Millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.